I am Anthony Scaramucci, and you may know me from my career on Wall Street or my 11 days in the White House. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'll tell you, if you read books, you can. I love to read, and my new podcast, Open Book, is about just that. Each book is this curated source of knowledge, which we can buy for $10 and digest in 10 hours. Together with some of the brightest minds and authors out there, I'll turn the pages on everything from history and psychology to finance and tech. You can find Open Book with Anthony Scaramucci on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope everyone had a great time over the holidays. Hopefully everyone is refreshed and ready to get back to the fight, even though uh, Alex and I are still not, I think we're better, but man, it's still uh, been an energy drain for me at least, uh, going through a couple of weeks of COVID. Uh, but, but we're back and we're ready to go, and hopefully every day we'll get a little bit stronger. The last few days, though, have been a little bit of a doozy. Uh, Alex, where should we get started? I think I know where you want to go. Uh, well, I mean, there's really been one story last week. There's some stuff, some stuff that Joe Biden did that kind of plays off of it that we can get to. But look, as we're recording this on, on Thursday morning, we have yet to have a speaker of the House. It's been a couple of days. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, Congress people elect because none of them are sworn in yet. I know a bunch of family. You've been to countless of these swearing ins. There's families on the Hill. There's photo ops that didn't happen because none of them could get sworn in. And that is kind of the background to the fact that the Republican Party cannot elect a speaker. And we're on day four of this total chaos, I guess, day three, if we count voting days now. Joe, what the hell? How did we get here? Well, I mean, first of all, that whole thing about families and everybody coming into town to, you know, for what should be a celebration of uh, the folks that got, you know, the new folks that got elected or, or reelected. I think that's why they adjourned every night around six o'clock, <laughs> you know, to, to, to still go hang out with their families uh, while they tried to figure out what to do. But look, for a, over a year, I think for two years, maybe 18 months, maybe I'm exaggerating, you know, I... I kept telling everybody my mantra, our mantra on the show was if they keep doing the crazy and we keep doing the work, we're going to do better than we expected in the midterm. Well, and I also said for the better part of that year, uh, last year, that the one thing I was certain about is that they would keep doing the crazy. So it's not all that big a surprise to me or anyone. I actually, I've been, I, I, I think for the, the majority of that time too, I kept saying that uh, that I didn't think McCarthy would be the speaker, you know, if they took the House back, that it would be, you know, one, that the, the House would be closer than people thought, and two, um, that uh, the margin wouldn't be enough that would, uh, you know, give him any kind of cushion. I didn't think he, right. he, he, he would be speaker. So all this is, is actually, I think, another one of those things that uh, everybody should have seen coming. I think a lot of us did. But look, you know, when you've had six votes in two days, no speaker. You know, we're, we're now seeing, again, when you talk about if they keep doing the crazy, we now, we're now seeing what happens when the inmates take over the asylum, you know, and you've got the, you know, that's literally what's going on with a lot of the, you know, the Freedom Caucus, the Boberts, the, 
the uh, the Matt Gates. I mean, these are the people that are running the asylum right now. And it's going to be interesting to see as they make more and more demands to hold the entire uh, their entire caucus, Republican caucus hostage, as well as the entire Congress hostage, as well as the getting anything done for the American people hostage. Will McCarthy, how far, the more he caves, the more he's likely to have problems with like adults in the caucus who will go like, oh my God, you can't let these crazies run this place, which is part of his problem. So I, I don't know. I mean, um, he needs 16 of these 20 holdouts. I mean, some of this, obviously, if you've been watching, you, you, you know what's going on. But, you, you know, he, he, he just continues to, to hand these hostage takers more ammunition. You know, now if he allows a single member to call a vote to oust him as speaker, uh, you know, more. That is wild, by yeah. the way. That alone is worth. I know we don't have a ton of like parliamentary historians or House procedure historians that listen to us, but like that alone could be one of the crazier things to come out of a speaker, you know, a speaker election a long time. Yeah, Matt Gates could sit there every day and call a speaker vote every single day, um, just as performative craziness, which is what these folks are all about. You know, Bobert M. You know, I mean, it, and the list goes on, obviously. And by the way, I think the more that they, they if they do gain this foothold, then I think more of the Freedom Caucus, I mean, they'll, they'll let the Freedom Caucus chickens will let these guys run point, but then they'll take mm -hmm. full advantage. I mean, you know, when does Jim Jordan, you know, three months from now call a speaker vote? So, you, you know, it's, Again, um, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, you, you've got the inmates taking, you know, taking over the asylum right now uh, in full view of the American people, which is, again, why I, I think as we get deeper into this, even if they can uh, find a speaker, uh, even if McCarthy wins, we all lose. And I think, though, the contrast between what will be a crazy chaos Congress and a Senate and an administration that has been getting things done. Uh, there will be, you know, we, we can we can hopefully find the seven or eight votes we'll need in the House to pass a few things on a bipartisan, like that same kind of slight bipartisan ship that we had in the Senate last uh, cycle, uh, where we could occasionally get get enough members of the Senate, you know, three, four, five to to join with us to to pass. Uh, some of the, 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 you know, the real bipartisan um, bills that uh, the Biden administration needed and, and, the, and the American people needed the infrastructure and other things. But um, I think it's likely that contrast, again, this is going to be much more pronounced in a lot of ways. You know, Trump wasn't out there on, you know, in the government for the last two years mucking things up. He could say things. He could do stuff on social media. You know, the, the mainstream media would still, you know, co cover him. But this is different. This is going to be a party that clearly cannot govern are showing that in the first two days, three days, maybe going on four now, a, a party that cannot govern at all. In fact, these I mean, the inmates that are that are running things right now want to destroy the institutions. I mean, that's what they're that's what they they want to burn it all down. So they're not going to help uh, govern at all. And I think that that is going to become clear, clearer. It was clear enough in the to the American people that we gained a seat in the Senate. 
and you know, and, and, and lost the, the house uh, narrowly in what should have been a wipeout. Right. But it's that contrast, I think, and that contrast is only going to get going to get bigger. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that last point up. There's a John Ward, our friend John Ward, had a good article in. I think it was uh, it was quoted in the post. It was in Yahoo, but he quoted Lee Rutman, who said, "Quote: The GOP has been anti-government so long that it's now a thoroughly anti-system party, and it's very hard to lead an anti-system party when leadership means being part of the system." And I think that kind of sums up a lot of what's going on right now. And it's some of the backroom stuff where you hear Matt Gates saying, "Put the swampiest person in charge of the swamp," things like that. Yeah, well, I mean, and Matt Gates, he's not he's not part of the swamp. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, I mean, this is the whole thing. It, it there, th this is exactly they, they want. They don't want a a speaker. They literally want a where each of them has the power to to off, off the speaker and has that every single one of them, not just the Freedom Caucus members. Not just this, this you know the the the, the uh, twenty who are running point right now on this uh, on this insurrection within the party, which is interesting since I think tomorrow will be uh, the you know the the anniversary. As you uh, hear this, as you're listening to this, will be it'll be January sixth, the anniversary of the insurrection. As you watch the continued insur insurrection within the party right now of people who want, who basically won all voted uh, to not certify the election that are now trying to take out their own speaker after they won a majority. I mean, it's just that, that that's what, th this is the, the chaos Congress that you're just seeing the very first stages of. Forget about when we get to the debt ceiling, when we get to the budget, when we get to aid to Ukraine or no aid to Ukraine. I mean, all these things, will be held hostage by this group because he's agreed. Look, the uh, motion to vacate the chair, uh, that's been here for a, uh, quite a while. I mean, that's always, I think under Pelosi, I think if I'm, I, and I could be mistaken on this, but I'm pretty sure it was 121 votes. So you had, you could, the, the Democratic Party at any point or the Republican Party at any point under that, the rules that we were at least under during the Pelosi era as speaker, you could, if 121 members of the Democratic caucus had decided that her leadership was so poor that uh, you, you, you know, that they wanted her to leave, it was, I think it took 121 votes or, or, at least, or a majority of the caucus. I can't remember exactly what the rule is, but it was way up there. Uh, but it was, you know, if a majority of the Democratic caucus or, you know, or if a Republican was speaker, uh, wanted to get rid of their speaker, you know, you had to have pretty damn good reasons to have 121 members of the party do that. When McCarthy agreed to lower that number to five. Or now one. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's where, and now <laughs> Gates, is, Gates is demanding he lower it to one. That's anarchy. I mean, that's crazy chaos because you wake up on the wrong side of the bed that morning and come in and just and, and say you want to vacate the the, the 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 chair and you know and Matt Gates, uh, I mean, like I said, he or Bobart, you know, could do that every freaking day. So 
Right. Well, and just remember, it's not like whoever ends up, it, it's not like they call an election and then the new speaker can walk in with 240 solid votes and say, you know, this is just a waste of time. This is going to be a dogfight basically every single time an election could get called. Look, this is why McCarthy wanted 230, 240 seat majority. That's why they were doing the whole fake red wave thing and talking about how it was going to, you know, they needed, he desperately needed that to be, to be true because then he would have a margin where he could lose these crazies and, and not have to depend on their votes. That's what the work everybody did out there. You know, all the work that we did, you know, to get out the vote, to, to help, help, uh, uh, send money to to different races and for Congress and Senate, et cetera, all that, but particularly in the House. And, and consistently, they wanted everybody to think it was a blowout and like for us to stay home because we all knew we couldn't win the House because that's what happens. People, we didn't fall for it. We all kept doing the work. Like I said, they keep doing the crazy. We kept doing the work. But that election created this. I mean, their failure to make the wave happen is why this thing is down to like there's five seats that he can lose four, four votes and still be speaker. But gosh, he's 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 lost 20, 21 if you count Sparts, you know, who's voting present now. So I I just think that when when that all happened, but he he's a sino. He he's he'll be if he does make it, he'll be a speaker name only, in which any member of his caucus can make a demand and he'll have to cave to it. Again, so he won't be the speaker that day. Matt Gates, the, whoever the hostage taker is that, that's calling the shot with that one one vote, uh, can walk in and go, "Look, you're going to do this, or I'm going to call a vote to vacate the seat, the chair." Okay, great. Even by the way, if you don't have the votes to vacate the chair, look at what we're going through, right? In other words, what'll happen is he still needs 218. And he can't get to 218 because you're now the four or five of you, or whatever the number is, you don't need that much. You can do this to him. What we're seeing right now can happen any day of the week, including the debt ceiling week, the budget week, the, 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 the Ukraine needs uh, assistance. President Biden and, and the Pentagon are re- making a request. And you don't want to do it because you're for Putin. And so you go to you, you, you call to vacate the chair with your one. If, if he agrees to this, if he doesn't agree to it, it's still down to five. And we know there's 20 of them right now. And there'll be more. Uh, like I said, just because you didn't vote for it right now doesn't mean Jim Jordan or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, you know, who are right now allies of, of McCarthy, but are you kidding me? If she believes <laughs> she can screw up a, a Ukraine vote or something, that she's not going to join with the four or five to make that happen? Of course she is. So I just think that um, the more you look at this, this is this is what we're in for for two years. The only option out that I see out of that is if um, these these uh, they, you know the crazy caucus uh, makes. I think they're already may have passed this point where they they've made such unreasonable demands uh, that McCarthy's agreed to that, and particularly like if he agrees to one, you know, any one member can va- can bring up the vacate the motion to vacate the chair. If he agrees to that, 
or anything like that, may it already be the case with, with five, lowering it to five, there's a good chance some of the moderates will just say, look, we can't let the inmates run this thing. We got to find some, we got to go to some, put somebody else up here. And, you know, at that point, we'll see what happens. But it, it, like right now, this is also a lot about, you know, McCarthy's ego and his, you know, his need his entire life to be speaker. When you've lost six times, but you still won't walk away because no, damn it, I'm going to keep fighting. You know, it's he's like the that Monty Python character. You know, I don't remember that. That is a very, yeah. He's laying on the ground. He's got no arm, but he keeps get up. And then the other arm goes, falls off. You know, Tis but a scratch. Yes. Tis but a scratch. Yes. Yeah. You know, I also want to ask somewhat relatedly, one of the things we keep seeing about this story is, so for context, Trump has been calling people, trying to get them to support McCarthy. And for the most part, they're not budging. And actually, surprisingly, even like the Lauren Boberts of the world are actually saying, I hope my favorite president reconsiders or whatever she said, that's like publicly disagreeing with them. But the media keeps asking, isn't this a pretty big thing to Trump's power showing he's not as powerful as he thinks? I mean, it, it's total BS, right? Well, look, Trump, first of all, he doesn't care who the speaker is. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't give a damn. More importantly, though, I think this is, look, he taught these people how to do this. I mean, they just watched him, the performative outrage thing, and Boebert learned it, hook, line, and sinker. It's all about, it's all performative. It's not about governing. It's all about getting attention. Um, and so, you know, this is showing that he taught these people <laughs> You know, that that, you know, and, and they're the you know, the, the power uh, in the House, you know, they're, they're all Trump diehard election deniers, you, you know, who, who have you know, just purely transactional, performative view of politics. And by the way, in, including, you know, tearing down like, you know, look, you have 132 members of the current GOP conference who voted not to certify Biden, I mentioned that earlier, you know, so the fact that 20 of them, that, that there's that's that means there's still 112 of them sitting there with McCarthy right now, who, by the way, did a pretty good job of denying uh, the, the, you know, after he for one day, he, he was he and McConnell were kind of there and then went, went south. But my point is, Trump's not going away. Neither are the 132. That's the that's now a majority, you know, a majority of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. They only have 222. So 132 is a majority of them are election denier, you know, support the big lie. Trump tells them, oh, no, let's all get behind McCarthy. Uh, but they've, the, you know, the Boberts and the Matt Gates, hey, they're still going to be with Trump uh, just because they're not going with him on the McCarthy thing. It, it, it doesn't matter. Trump's it's really this is Trumpism. It's not Trump. You know, Trumpism is alive and well in the Republican Party. And just how, how we had four years of a chaos presidency where one guy was doing crazy things and saying crazy things. You now have a chaos Congress where any one of the members 
can imitate Trump and be the crazy that day and call, you know, four or five of them can de make demands, do performative stuff just to stop whatever, whatever gears in the government are trying to work for the American people just to throw sand in it and, and get coverage for throwing sand. I mean, they'll get, you know, might as well get bags of sand and just start, you know, dumping them into gears for the TV cameras. That's what they're going to be doing. In fact, that's what they're doing right now. That's what, that's what this is. So, Joe, I know you just mentioned they're throwing sand in the gears, but isn't that kind of what we as Democrats want right now to just prove they can't govern? Or is that kind of a slippery slope where it, this is always the tricky one, right? Where do what's best for the country or watch our opponents just totally implode? No, I mean, the, the, the thing is, we don't have to. It, you know what I'm saying is the more we continue to push forward to try to make a, a difference, to try to get things accomplished, that they're the ones stopping it. For instance, uh, you know, motion to codify Roe v. Wade. You know, we, we, you know, whether we can get that to the floor or not, it's a, you know, a, a question, but you certainly pass that in the Senate and send it to the House, you know, et cetera, right? So what I'm just saying is, or, or Biden can call for it, the Senate can pass one and the House won't, right? So it's more, I think, we need to get those, try to get those things done. The people need to see us working to get inflation down, working to get uh, lower prices like we did with insulin and things like that um, to keep, which is what happened. Biden and Democrats worked. We were occasionally able to get enough Republicans to, to, to pass something, you know, bipartisan with like four, you know, bipartisan is like now when you, you get four Republican votes, that's bipartisanship. Right. But, but, you know, we have the, the majorities in both the Senate and the House are close enough that, you know, you don't need a whole lot uh, 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 of people on the other side. And we're seeing that right now. If if six of the Republicans, uh, moderates out there decided enough of this, I'm leaving the asylum, I'm joining Democrats, uh, we we would have the majority in the House. We would let, be able to elect Jeffrey's speaker. I mean, that's how tight this right. is. So that's not going to happen, by the way. But I'm just saying that but, you know, now to get a vote, you, you know, on on aid to Ukraine, for instance, yeah, there'll be a ton of votes in the Republican caucus for, for Putin and to shut down any aid to, to Ukraine. But I think there'll be, you know, uh, enough members. It, that, that's what I'm saying. Now, will, will McCarthy bring it to a vote? Because he, you know, the speaker decides what comes to the floor and you'll have five crazies saying no who are all for Putin. I mean, this is how, this is literally how the United States gets held hostage because of what he's already agreed to. Right. Um, and so, uh, by the way, if they get that crazy, remember any five can call for, to vacate the speaker. Five moderates could say, this is it. We've had it for three months. These guys have held us hostage. We're getting rid of you and we're gonna go join with Democrats get 20 Democratic votes to, to start getting things done. You know, I'm not holding my breath, but there are, I mean, there are different things that can happen here. Someone on Twitter said, you know, Trump kind of did most of the work in creating contrast with Biden, and now the House GOP is doing the same thing with the, the, the House Dems. It, this, switching gears to kind of your point, all the Democrats really have to do is govern Right. right. And That's what Biden did. It. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's right. like, hey, I'm how come Biden do yeah. this? How come Biden hasn't done that? 
Well, you know, when he did call them out towards the end. I mean, you know, when we when we got into the the real campaign period, the last month or so. So I'm not, but but he essentially for the two years just took all the hits, all the you know attacks, and just kept doing his job. As so did the administration, right. and a lot of Democrats in the House and Senate kept trying to pass infrastructure, you, you, you know, different, uh, you know. Lower insulin, you know, cap insulin costs, et cetera. So, um, you know, letting the Medicare negotiate all, all these things that we actually kept working on. So, and and by the way, you know, sometimes, you know, failed to get enough votes to get passed, but we we were doing the work. They kept with, you know, their members in a less obvious fashion, because you're not seeing what we're watching now, you know, for three days in a row, but then with Trump. Uh, just kept putting sand in the gears where they could, and and you know, and, and then like would go out and and take credit for infrastructure in their district, right? You know, yeah, I got this bridge right. for you. It's great. I want to I want to do the ribbon cutting. So they were able to do that and and sort of play, you know, you know, you know, play it out and in in some ways benefit by what Democrats and the administration were doing as we did the work, even though they were doing the crazy. Well, now it's absolutely full blown. This isn't one. This isn't Trump. This is Trumpism. And it is, it is, you know, and it's not five people. It's not the 20. There are 132 of them, a majority of that caucus who didn't vote to certify Joe Biden. They they all supported the big lie. They all will watch as Trump either fades or, you know, Trump wins one primary. Watch them all right. snap. Watch yep. it grow. Watch this thing grow from twenty to one. It's 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 the same. It, it, you know, this is the crazy taking you know control, and they they were always there. Uh, you know, like there were one hundred forty nine of them. You know, between the House and the Senate uh, over the last cycle that that were out there, uh, and a majority of the people who ran in uh, on the Republican you know for the Republican nomination. Uh, who had the Republican nomination, a, a majority of them were all election deniers, um, you know, all supporters of the big lie, all, you know, and we, we watched as Tucker Carlson led the charge on the, you know, on, uh, you know, why I'm rooting for Putin and how many of them, you know, stepped into that, onto, onto that uh, 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 train. So, you know, what we're, again, I think what's, what's, Fascinating here is look that they are going to demonstrate. We don't have to do anything but do our jobs and do the work and make the case. The, they are making, will be, and they're making it now. They'll continue to do it. They can't help themselves. It's who they are. Uh, they will keep doing the crazy. You're seeing the first three days of it. it, it you know, even if somehow there's a vote today, uh, as you're listening, it would be yesterday. Even if there's a vote. Um, that got McCarthy or somebody the speakership on Thursday, just, you know, get ready for more crazy next week. It will be that way all the way through. Uh, and they have, they have McCarthy and their entire caucus hostage right now. And, that, and they love it. It's not going away. And they're not going to let go of that. And they're going to keep doing it. And he... I think by caving to them on so many things has has literally now empowered them. I mean, they feel that power. That's what they wanted, right? This power to be the 
the disruptors, the destroyers. And he's given them so much that uh, they can taste it now. And so I don't see, I don't see how that, uh, other than, again, uh, enough, you got to think about this. If there's 132 election denying, you know, big lie supporters, you know, how many, you know, of the rest, the 100 and, you know, like 90, I guess it would be something like 90 other people in the House who were not part of that, uh, Republicans, you know, do any of them decide, hey, we got to try to find a unity speaker uh, who would be a Republican, I'm sure. But and, and see if we can get a, a, a reasonable collaboration with, you know, 80 or 80 or so votes from the Democrats to have a, a governing majority that doesn't pay attention and doesn't empower the fringe on either side, but definitely not these guys. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. It's a, it, that I'll tell you one thing as a guy who saw real early in 2015 and understood the nominating process in the Democratic Party, uh, while everybody else was saying there's no way Joe Biden's top day will be the day he gets in, I saw and could see that he was going to be the nominee. And not only that, uh, believed he would be, uh, would win the presidency. When everybody else was talking about, I could see through most of last cycle that they were doing enough of the crazy that my, you know, my memory and understanding about 2010 and other races where I had seen the crazy kind of like overwhelm the wave machine, uh, I could see there wasn't going to be a big wave and was saying that when people thought I was nuts. What I, I'm not telling you that to say, hey, look at me, I was right. No, what I'm saying is for the first time in 40 years, I'm looking at this and I can't see how the hell it ends. Uh, you know, I, I have no, this is what I'm saying. I feel like, what the hell, trips, what the hell happened? How can you not, you, you, you know, that, that doesn't mean I've been right all the time, but I'm saying, but I had like some view of some vision of how it was going to play out. I don't have a clue. I think there's so many different possibilities. None of them, almost none of them good. It's, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think right now, all I see is the crazies taking over the asylum and I don't see a way out from McCarthy. But we'll see how, you know, I don't know, maybe they can't cut a deal uh, before noon today, noon on Thursday. Joe, they have a deadline. We have a deadline. We are just about out, out of time today. I'm glad we were able to hit all these points. I'm sure we'll have more on this next week. But for that, uh, we got to wrap today. Great. Thanks, Alex. And thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. Uh, remember, we're now part of the ResoluteSquare.com uh, family of podcasts. The podcast will always be free. You know, hope that you would check out the site, ResoluteSquare.com. You know, there's a lot of good writing there, a lot of other uh, videos and podcasts uh, that you should take a look at. Continue to spread the word about that trippy show. We really appreciate it. Also, we we have access to that trippy show T-shirts. Well, next week we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll put a picture of one in the show notes or something. And I'm not up for selling them right now. But if somebody wants one, email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com and uh, we'll get back to you. With you know, it's going to cost something to ship it, but we'll we'll figure that out. But I just want you to know we we'll, we'll we'll have pictures so you can decide like you know you, that, that you'd like one or not. But uh, uh, definitely email us at that trippyshow at gmail.com if you're interested. 
That's it. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week.